Let me see you put them up Reach the sky, touch the stars up above Cause it's one time for the underdog I'm Patrick Bedev, your host of ITM, and today I'm sharing with you my baseball card collection. At least not all of it, but some of it. People keep asking about Pat. Do you really have a million dollar card collection? Well, I do, but today I'm just going to share with you some of the cards. By the way, here's why I'm doing it. There's a reason behind the madness. Let me explain to you what the reason behind the madness is. So, I'm not the only one that collects weird things. Let me give you some names. Uh, Angelina Jolie collects knives. I don't know why, but she collects knives. Nicolas Cage collects comic books. Matter of fact, he owned a Superman number one, the old, old school, the main one. And by the way, somebody stole it from him. And then he eventually found it back and they brought it back to him and he sold it recently for $2.1 million. A comic book he sold for $2.1 million. Uh, Robin Williams, Billy Crystal, and uh, Charlie Sheen collect baseball cards. I want to say uh, Brad Pitt collects metal furniture, Tom Hanks collects uh, typewriters, Jay-Z collects watches. There's a list of these names of what people collect. I like baseball cards and there's a reason why I collect baseball cards. So when I was a kid, when I was a kid, I used to go around collecting beer bottles. Late at night, my mom and my sister would go to sleep. I would take my shopping cart and I would go from trash cans and I would collect two liter bottles because it was five cents per two liter bottle and then per two cans I would get five cents at Albertsons and I would go. I would go recycle and I would go take that money that I have with my friend Adrian and we would go and we would buy baseball cards. And I always wanted to have this 1992 Stadium Club shack when he was coming out of LSU. It was a card, I was like $40 cost, not a big deal. But to me it was a big deal. So, and the first time I started collecting cards, I was in Germany. When Germany won the World Cup in 1990, I was in Germany. Everything shut down for a week. I was in Germany when they won the World Cup and it was the first time I collected cards. And then later on it got bigger and I remember I said, in 1991, I'll never forget this, Bruce McNall and Wayne Gretzky bought a card in 1991. It was a Hannes Wagner card, T206. They bought it, I want to say, for $451,000 is what they bought it for. That card they bought in 1991 for $451,000. Today, I want to say it sold a couple years ago for $7.5 million. And by the way, if you know anybody who has that card, please send me a tweet. I'd like to talk to them. My handle is Patrick Bed David. Send me a tweet. I'd like to talk to the person that owns a Hannes Wagner car. But the point is, think about $451,000. You buy something for four fifty-one in 1991. What is it sell for today? A house, if you would have bought in 1991 for $451,000, is it worth today? A million? Maybe? Maybe million one, million two? One card from four fifty-one to seven and a half million. So this is my card collection, what I have. Let me share it with you. Uh, the first one is a Jerry West rookie card. Now, if you know who Jerry West is, he's on the NBA logo. When you see the NBA logo, Jerry West is the logo. That's, that's why they call him the logo. This is a 1961 Fleer, seven and a half, Beckett graded services. It's probably a $5,000 card, but Jerry West, you know, he's the greatest GM in NBA today. He goes to a team, they pretty much win a championship or go to the finals or go and do things no one expected them to do, like Memphis Grizzlies did when they hired him as a consultant. But this is a legendary player. There's a lot of history behind it, so I wanted to own a rookie card. I did. The next one is a Mickey Mantle 1953 Tops. Uh, it's a BVG7 by Beckett. This is probably a $13,000 card, Mickey Mantle. Mickey Mantle was a stud coming up. Uh, I was always a big Mickey Mantle fan. So this isn't the 1952 Tops card. So this is the 1953 Tops, 
but it's still a great card to have. The next one is a Will Chamberlain rookie card, PSA 8, uh, 1961 Fleer. Obviously, Will Chamberlain is an anomaly. This guy claimed he benched 600 pounds, jumped 51 inches, and he's the only guy ever to average 50 points in a game, and I think 45 rebounds in a game, which is insanity to average those kinds of rebounds. And then they told him, you're a hogger, you don't pass. And one season, he went out there and averaged 12.4 I think assists a game, and he led the league in assists. A seven-foot-one guy led the game in assists, but that's Will Chamberlain. This is probably a $15,000 card you're looking at with a Will Chamberlain. The next one is a Babe Ruth card, uh, PSA 5, Gaudi. This one, um, obviously Babe Ruth, if you, go, if you know nothing about baseball cards, and you're thinking about investing into baseball cards, pick players, and don't go too modern. Go pre-70s, go pre-60s, if you could even better. Uh, but if you can get any Babe Ruth cards that are graded by PSA, you keep them for a while, it's going to do okay for you. Um, this is probably a $15,000 card. It's probably a $13,000 card. Still a nice card. The next one is a Ted Williams. 1939 play ball. This is probably Ted Williams' best, rookie, best card you can get. And I want to say this is a rookie card. Uh, PSA 8, I think one of these sold recently for $42K. Ted Williams won Triple Crown pre World War, because he went to the war. He says, I'm going to go to war. So one day he just decides, I'm going to war. He goes to war. He wins a Triple Crown, then goes to war, comes back from war, and wins Triple Crown again. Last guy who batted 406. Baseball players today get paid $20, $30 million a year to hit 3 out of 10 pitches. This guy would hit 4 out of 10 pitches. If he was playing today, he'd be making $60, $70, $80 million a year. And that's probably lowballing the number that he'd be worth. He'd be the first billion-dollar contract if he played today, but that's Ted Williams. I'm a big Ted Williams fan because psychologically he played with the media. He was a brilliant guy outside of just playing baseball. Joe DiMaggio. Okay, Joe DiMaggio is known for a lot of things. One of the things he's known for is a 56-game hit streak. 56 games around he got a hit. The other thing he's famous for is he married the woman that was on the first ever Playboy magazine, which is Marilyn Monroe. Many, many men admired, and they fantasized about... Marilyn Monroe, this guy didn't have to fantasize because every night he went home, it wasn't a fantasy, it was a reality with Marilyn Monroe. Didn't last a long time, but he was at least with her for a while. This is a PSA 8, 1938 Gaudi. This is probably a $42,000 card, thirty dollars to $42,000 card. And uh, again, another good card to add to your collection. Now, it gets a little bit interesting. The next one is a Babe Ruth. This is card number 149. It's part of the same collection, but... In that collection, they had a few Babe Ruth. This one's card number 144. This is 149. This is PSA 5. This is PSA 8. This sold in 2016 for $155,000 is what it sold three years ago for 155. Again, you cannot go wrong with Babe Ruth, especially if you can get a PSA 8, which this is just a beauty. I mean, this card right here, can you imagine like cards come out, kids grab them, they're messed up, and you mean to tell me this one's got center, surface, corners, just a gorgeous card here. Babe Ruth, first man to hit 60 home runs. I think Roger Maris broke his record in 1961 with 61 home runs. And people were upset that he broke the record and he was psychologically tortured so much because everybody loved Babe Ruth so much. And Roger wasn't ever a superstar, he was a low-key guy. They did a movie about him, but anyways, that's Babe Ruth. Now we're getting interesting. Now it's getting interesting here with some of the cards. Let me show you this one here. This is a 1979 Wayne Gretzky PSA 10 rookie card, Tops. Not OPG, this is the Tops one. There's only two of these in the world graded PSA 10. And by the way, um, 
This one sold, again, three, four years ago for $205,000 is what this one sold for. Again, Gretzky, the only sport that I would say where it's no debate. In football, everybody can debate. Who's the greatest football player of all time? I'll be, you know, it's really Barry Sanders. No, it's not Barry Sanders. Tom Brady. It's not Tom Brady. It's, you know, Elway. It's not Elway. It's really, you know, Peyton Manning. What are you talking about? It's Emmitt Smith. It's, there's a debate. Basketball. LeBron, Kobe, Jordan, Will, Kareem. Hockey, no debate. Baseball, debate. There is no debate. This is the GOAT. And no one's even close. And no one debates it. Nobody. There is no debate with hockey. So this is one of the cards. But the other one is the crazy one. Let me show you this one here. And you can go research it for yourself. This is a 1979 OPG Wayne Gretzky rookie card. They look identical, right? But one is Topps. One is OPG. Topps sold for 205 This one I want to say in... 2016 sold for $465,000. This one sold for $465,000. This is, uh, when you go into PSA's headquarters in Newport Beach, the PSA is where they grade these cards. And Joe was there when these things were being reholed and a new holder. This is brand new holder, I would say six weeks ago or something like that. Four weeks ago, we have the whole printout and everything and they have registered it. But uh, when you go there on the wall of PSA, they have this on the wall. When you enter a PSA headquarters office, this is on the wall. This card is on the wall. Uh, it's a special card. Again, Wayne Gretzky. There's a story behind the fact that I you know, was enamored by the fact that him and Bruce McNall bought a Hannes Wagner card in 1991 for 451, and I'm buying his rookie card, and it's worth, I didn't buy it for 465, but it's worth, sold three years ago on 465, and that's three years ago. Who knows what it's worth today? I know there's a guy that owns these who is a very close customer and friend of ours with, uh, through Heritage, and he wouldn't sell his. If you offered him $750,000, he wouldn't sell his. He's sitting on it. He's not selling it. He's a diehard Gretzky fan. But the other one is here. So why am I sharing this with you? Let me explain to you why I'm sharing this with you. It's very simple. Look, you know how in life uh, to win, there's different recipes, meaning you need hard work, you need goals, you need targets, you need clarity, you need to recruit the right people, you need an enemy, you need competition, you know, you need, you know, all these, you need to be able to figure out a way to hang out with people at your same level so you don't feel like you have anxiety because like all oh, other people are going through the same problems. You have a person you look up to that's mentoring, you need people below you that you're mentoring, all of these things. You know what's the additional thing I would add to that? You need to have side hobbies or collections that bring out the childlike tendency of you. Because when I hold these cards, I go back to the 12-year-old kid. The 12-year-old kid, I'll tell you a crazy story about the 12-year-old kid. When I was in Wilson Junior High School, which is in Glendale, it was a middle school, and I was in eighth grade. And we would walk back, we would have to go down the, uh, going over the bridge. And it, when we would walk down this place, my friends would walk with me and I would ask him the interesting question. Remember when we were boys and we would ask and say, if you could be with any woman, who would it be? Oh my gosh, for me it's Pamela Anderson from Baywatch because back then it was Baywatch. Oh, for me it's Sophia Loren. I still think she's gorgeous. I think it's Elizabeth Taylor. You're out of your mind. You're, you guys don't know what you're talking about. The most beautiful woman is Jada Pinkett. I was a diehard Jada Pinkett fan. Jada Pinkett, are you crazy? Why Jada Pinkett? And we would go back and forth or even the debates about, you know, I don't know if you've done this one. This one was a lot of fun. I'd grab my friends and we'd sit down, we'd talk, and I would say, listen, guys, you got one of these four you can be. Which one would you rather be? Richest man in the world. At the time, it was Gates. You can be the greatest athlete in the world, Michael Jordan. You can be the greatest performer in the world, Pickett, Michael Jackson. Or you can be the most powerful in the world, a president. Who would you like to be? 
and we would start. Oh, there's no way in the world I would want to be the basketball player. Who cares about basketball? It's a sport. After you're done, it's over. Are you kidding me? I want to be in that because if you're basketball, everybody watches you. The billionaire, the president, and the Hollywood stars, and entertain. everybody watches you. You are, if you're the president, you make decisions. If you're a billionaire, you buy everything. That was a mindset, right? Because it was a dream, right? And sometimes when you get past a certain age, after you've been beat up so many times in life, the first thing that goes is that dream machine. So you go from the languages, what if one day we could go out there and live a life like this and be able to have this and be able to have that versus it goes to, what if we go out of business? What if somebody comes after me? What if I lose everything? The what if starts the same way, but it used to go this way, now it goes this way. You got to figure out a way to bring you from this side to this side by re-energizing yourself and going back to being childlike, not childish, childlike. But the whole idea is for you to start going back to dreaming again. When you do, people want to be around you. You recruit better people. Clients want to be around you. People want to do business with you. You become attractive again because you're dreaming again, right? So this is just for me. You may say, Pat, I could care less. I cannot believe you paid you know how much money you paid, half a million dollars for what? For a piece of paper? I would never do something like that. That's fine. But it doesn't matter if you like what I like. Maybe you like the watches. Maybe you like a comic book. Maybe you like jewelry. Maybe you like a certain stamp. Maybe you like coins. Go get it and look at it and appreciate it. And it takes you back to what you were like when you were six, seven, eight, 10, 11, 12 years old because it brings back that childlike tendency. Thanks everybody for listening. And by the way, if you haven't already subscribed to Valuetainment on iTunes, please do so. Give us a five star, write a review if you haven't already. And if you have any questions for me that you may have, you can always find me on Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook, or YouTube. Just search my name, Patrick Bidavid. And I actually do respond back when you snap me or send me a message on Instagram. With that being said, have a great day today. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye.